Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Saif, before we even start, didn't you say you had a very important message today? Oh, my God. Listen to me. I'm going to the Chicago area. Not Chicago. Oh, Rosemont. Yeah. Okay? It's like outside of Chicago. But right, a great comedy club there called Zany's. I'm there December 17th and 18th. I'm headlining. All mm. Juan Epp fans, please pull up because don't make me look stupid out there trying to headline a gig and I ain't got no Juan Epp fans in the building. You know what I mean? Do me a favor. Get some tickets. Pull up. You can go to CypherSounds.com, get tickets, or just go to Zany's website, Zany's in Rosemont. Not the one downtown because who the fuck do I think I am? You know what I mean? I'm in the other one. Zany's Rosemont. It's closer to the airport, so I can get the fuck out of there. But <laughs> uh, this is the this is the ad for Sife. Sife yeah. sounds at Zany's Rosemont. He's close to the airport. <laughs> yeah, so come through December seventeenth and eighteenth. That's this week. If you're right, listening Chicago. to this in real time, all right, let's get into it. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Oh, and good night. Oh man, so it is a big day. The one-year anniversary cipher of us bringing back one app. Is it this? Is this when we did it? Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Well, hold on, Billy June. What's the exact day that it was? The first episode came out on the fourteenth, which is Tuesday. Today, when wow. this episode releases, really, the trailer came out a week before, but that doesn't count. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Billy June. Um. Thank you, Billy June. Now listen, I I this is not uh, an ideal uh, way to start the old anniversary episode, but I, I was gonna text you last night, but I was like, I don't feel like explaining this over text. And what happened? Oh man, I'm dealing with a a, a serious family loss. Um, oh no! From yesterday. Oh, yeah, sorry man. Um, it's uh, our. Let me put it this way: the the easiest way I could say it is if is if I was black, the person who died would be called my cousin. But but since I'm white, we say we say generic things like, uh, "Oh, it's my parents' good friend's daughter." Family family friend. It's our family friend, which sounds 
incredibly generic for someone you've known, you know, since birth. Um, but she had um, a terrible cancer diagnosis. She was 25 years old. And you might have seen me wear this sometimes on, on some of the episodes, this uh, bracelet yeah. um, that says Fight Like Rach, which is something that was made for everyone to donate money to um, the Brain Cancer Foundation, I think it's called. So she had two brain tumors. It, it Like Valentine's Day last year, she had a seizure. They brought her to the hospital. All of a sudden, she's 25 years old. She just moved to New York and moved in with her sister. She's just yeah. like living life. Seizure. She'd been having some headaches, and they're like, oh, you have a massive brain tumor. Oh. And um, it, had, it had been, you know, pretty clear the whole time that it was likely not going to be okay. Um, but last night was a complete random. Like, talked to her this week. My brother saw her Sunday. Like, it's, this yeah. was not, it wasn't supposed, it wasn't going to be now. She just had right, a seizure right, right. and died last night. Um which I suppose you, um, I suppose you could probably find some silver linings in, the the not having to kind of wait till the bitter end. I mean, but yeah, man, I'm you could find silver linings linings in anything if you really search for it, but that doesn't take away the hurt. You know what I mean? No. So, so I um I I um want to say rest in peace to my uh, dear dear Rachel Rabinowitz. She's an amazing. Uh, girl, cannot absolutely cannot believe I'm saying uh, this, and I'm finding myself, Safe, having a harder time, um, given now the several things that have happened over my adult life. I, I'm not able to tune into the emotions the way I used to. There's, there's like a little more blockage to even getting to the processing of how terrible it is. Really? Um, yeah, it's not hitting me. Like, I, I'm sure that the funeral and seeing um, everyone will hit me, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm having a little trouble feeling it the way I, I'm used to sort of feeling things like this. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, that comes with age. That comes with um, callous. You know what I mean? Like, as we get older, we... We experience more losses, and you have to come to the uh, the realization that loss is part of life. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's it's shocking when you're younger, and then as you get older, more people pass away or bad things happen, and you're like, it's inevitable, you know? And then you start thinking. Then you have to start thinking about your own mortality in 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 conjunction with loss. You know what I mean? Because it's like. The more we lose people, the more you realize we're all just human and we're all just, our time is limited. And, you know, and then in situations like that, which is more sad because she's so young, but that doesn't change the way we have to deal with it. That's true. That's a really good point. And and it's just like, man, like the fear of of things that happen to other people. I just, death was just like haunting this week. It was everywhere I looked. I remember I did Nick Cannon show. Yeah. And then, yeah. so the day I'm before about to do the show, they're sending me emails, as I said, with <laughs> daytime TV, 100 emails about everything we're doing, even though yeah. it was a three-minute thing. And then, and then all of a sudden, I see this thing come out that Nick Cannon's 
baby, five-month-old baby yeah. died of a brain tumor also. Yeah, so I was saying the same thing almost. So, <clears throat> it was like, just heavy. It was just the yeah, whole week. And then. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, happy anniversary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what? Bro, Here's a hip hop. I was Here- talking to um, Go ahead. a friend of mine, a comedian guy. I don't want to say his name. I don't know if he wants his business out there, but his mom passed away recently mm-hmm. of almost the same thing, I think. I think it was the same thing you're saying or, you know, in that in that zone. And then. um. And then another, who, sorry, it's going to sound very crazy. Billy, who died recently? Was there a comedian that died? I don't. Do you mean um, recently? You mean Norm? Huh? Not Norm McDonald? No, it was something. I was talking to this comedian, and then we were talking about someone else. There was a comedian whose son died a few months ago in a no, drunk driving like accident. Recent. Billy, what? <laughs> I don't this, know. This is what you get. Look look how Billy June's nerd poster is up in the background, say. Look at that. <laughs> I I don't I don't know, man. I this, sorry. I'm very sorry for anyone suffering any loss. Can I just cut this out? But I'm just saying nope. no, don't cut it out. But uh, get out of here. Leave. But like no like even <laughs> even in loss and no. death. And like this sounds crazy, but obviously we're on a theme here of cancer slash brain tumors. Yep. And he throws in a car drunk driving. He just throws in a drunk driving. He doesn't see the theme. I'm sorry. Anyway, my point was I was talking to this guy, and we were talking about, like, now we're at the point, like, where you're, you're thinking that, God forbid, one day we're going to die. But he was worried about, like, how do you – like? We don't know. We're dead. It's the, the now. I feel sad for what people are gonna feel. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm thinking about. Like I've accepted that one day I'm gonna die. When you're young, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna die. I'm living life. But now it's like, you know, he was talking about the the getting your affairs in order. Like nobody wants to have the getting your affairs in order conversation. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like that is. I look like I'm in a, like a. I'm like in a Baghdad hotel room. <laughs> it, it is, by the way, that is true. Um, yeah, and I and people are going. We tuned in to hear Russ and the anniversary, one year anniversary. They're gonna be loose. They're gonna, and this is the. Oh, the, it was the actor who died. Michael K. Williams. No, no someone just overdose. died recently, and they knew, and they didn't say Virgil they had Abla. kids. Virgil, that's what it was. Virgil, that's what we were talking about. There you go. Hey, Saif, let's take a break from the um, horrible, morose conversation we're having and bring in the <laughs> yeah. guest. Okay. Uh, who, by the way, for the record, Russ is here. Yes. Chomp 2 is out. Yes. And it is the ultimate WANEP listeners album for right yeah. now. Would you agree, Saif? You see this lineup? The lineup looks crazy. Yeah, the now I know why. Crazy. I hit I hit Russ a few months ago. I was like, yo, man, I'd love to get you on a, one of these songs I'm doing. And... He was like, yeah, I'm kind of working on something similar. And then I saw his lineup. I was like, oh, he did it like I, what I was doing, but bigger. And he's the yeah. guy rapping on every right. song. Well, you yeah. just got to rap next time. I got to rap next time. But, yo, if you guys have never checked a Russ project, or even if you have, this Chomp 2, um, just to give you an idea of the level of craziness, uh, Ransom, Papoose, West Side Gun, and Styles, the premiere joint, which yeah. is... 
I mean, Saif, you're going to love it and make fun of the very late era premiere scratches that yeah. he has on it. Of course. Saw, you needed that, though. You needed that. It, if it, it, oh, I saw. Uh, it's in no, the game. I saw like a <laughs> premiere put up like a clip of him talking to Russ about the scratch he wanted to use. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Because I like this. To me, I always say this on the podcast. There's two premieres. There's from the from the, the mid-90s where it was one phrase scratched over and over with a melody. And then later 90s, early 2000s, he would take a bunch of different phrases right, and like make right. like a sentence hook. <laughs> I like the first premiere better. Yeah. So this one is like, but people always make fun of me the way I make fun of premiere. Like, hey, we're in the zone. Get it right. Come on down. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys a taste. Let's get a little taste of this. Rapping on a primo beat. This beat from Primo made me feel reborn. Come on. I used to light myself on fire just to keep you warm. And regardless if my ego feels completely torn. What? I'm ghost if it don't move my spirit like a Ouija board. I see rewards come after me. Yo, but he, he gave you the chord progression that I love. I love when he hits this. Yeah. Now, this is just like, there's so much soul in this. I knew Th this was the one. This is similar. This is actually a better, slightly better, I think, version of uh, the same chord progression in the Mac Miller joint. Face the facts. Oh, yeah. Wait, let's stop there. I, I want to get to the chorus. But so your first production credit was Snoop? Yeah. What was the story with that? I didn't even know that. Um. So this one was it two, three years ago, something like that. But Snoop had reached out, which was like crazy and called me. And like the first time you hear Snoop Dogg's voice, like talking to you. You're yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. this a soundboard? This I is know. a soundboard. <laughs> There's no way this is real. <laughs> What's up, nephew? Um, <laughs> so we locked in, and when I was in L.A., one of those times, he told me to pull up to the studio and uh, pulled up because he said he needed something for his album. So I had, like, just a bunch of uh, beats with hooks on them. And so one of the ones that uh, that I played him, he put on his album. It's called Take Take Me Away, Take You Away, Take Me Away with Wiz. Too. Wiz jumped on it. Wow. Wow. And you so that's have, your first outside production. That was my Izzo? first production placement ever outside of myself. Was a Snoop Dogg album called Crazy. "I Want to Thank Me," which is like very on brand for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is well perfect. Said. And is that yeah. is those beats with hooks something eventually you want to use for your own songs, or you have those ready to like show other people? I have just. I got a hundred of those. You, you have know? just so many of them. You might use it one day for yourself. Or, I might, yeah. Or it's or like somebody might get it. Somebody might take yeah, it. Yeah, give it away. You know, that's where like the publishing companies come into play. Yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. It's like, yo, just shop my hooks around. Right. All right, let's get right. let's get to the chorus. Let's get to the chorus here so we can very primo chorus. Get the full primo of it all. Single dead into a roundabout, found a route, bumping cutty, thought that I was down and out. Free myself now, I'm up up in the way. Oh, there you go. I'm free. I'm free from all the bullshit of these labels. No sucking diving here. From tap dancing on tables. This ain't no bojangles. No, crit sounds insane. Oh uh, man, can you? Can I just get? Can I just get a quick? Overview of like I, people don't know nothing about you. Am I? And I'm talking to myself because I'm not in the radio game like I used to be, where I would study. Can you just give me your quick rundown of how you came up and where you're from and stuff? Yeah, so uh, I was raised in Atlanta. I was born in New Jersey. So Funk Flex always loves to just 
still shout out Jersey for me. Like, he's going to lean into the Jersey. It doesn't matter if I'm like, yo, I moved when I was a baby. We got Jersey in the house. <laughs> that sounds right. How, how sounds old were you right. when you left Jersey? I was a baby. Literally like six months old. Yes. Yeah. But hard. He was hard in Jersey though. Nah, but like my parents are from New York and New Jersey. They were, you know, they were here till they were 30 type of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, grew up in Atlanta. Uh, was making beats at 13, 14, all throughout high school, so I'm 29 now. Uh, and I didn't start, like, really trying to get on the mic till I was 19. And then I just flooded with 11 mixtapes between yeah. 2011 to 2014. Didn't work. Nothing, no results, really. So then Really? I did nothing was happening? Nah, I had, like, 800 followers. Like, nothing was shaking. Yeah. So I was like, all right, got to switch up the approach. So I did a song a week for uh, two years, two and a half years. And that's when everything just started going crazy. Wow. So I got to understand. I, I want to go through this part. There's how did you like, was there something that happened that made people because Saif and I are always I realized recently why you're a perfect guest for the show and yeah. we'll get more into it in a little bit. But <laughs> Saif and I are always asking like, what do what do we not do right business wise? Like the podcast game is like a fucking free for all. Everyone's fucking right. out of here. And so what we have done this past year, and this is the one-year anniversary, is we've finally been consistent. We do every week. And so we, yeah. we've, we've always been sporadic. We're trying, whatever. What I ask you, though, is, yeah, you did songs every week, but what happened that made it all of a sudden something the fall into place? The quality of the songs. See, that's what, like, when artists, like, hit me and they're like, yo, I've been doing a song a week and it's not working, it's like, because the music sucks. Right, it's still not getting good. Yeah, it's like, so with me, it was kind of this perfect timing of, I always look back at my career and I'm like, those 11 mixtapes were really necessary because I got good enough to when I was doing a song a week, it was professional, like high quality music. So if I would have, I think if I would have done a song a week at the beginning instead of 11 mixtapes, it wouldn't have worked because the music wasn't good enough. So Right. So your 11 mixtapes were your boot camp. Right. And so by the 11th one, I was like nice enough and I had found my sound enough where I could really do damage if I just put out the music in a more digestible way once a week and one song at a time. So and, what, and when you were releasing it once a week on what? Like, what was the platform SoundCloud. at that time? SoundCloud. It was, SoundCloud. It was on everywhere. Like, But you remember, Apple Music didn't even come out until 2015. Right. Spotify wasn't even really something anyone would push. I wasn't right. even promoting the iTunes. Like, it was like strictly SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You know what I mean? SoundCloud was where, that was when SoundCloud was popping. Like, that yeah. 2014, 2015... It was on fire, yeah. Sife, that's probably precisely around the age where you and I got more removed uh, from what was happening because I never, the truth is I've never adapted to the SoundCloud era. Yeah. Yes, of well, course, I use SoundCloud, but I don't interact with it the way young people interact with yeah. it. No, and our, never did. Yeah. Our story is because we, we're two hip-hop DJs that love hip-hop more than anything else in the world, but we got a job. When we got the morning show, our our love of DJing and hip hop maybe was moved down to a quarter of our lives as opposed to ninety percent. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like we had a corporate job. I mean, he still has one, and you can only but do so much. Did that make it so more part of your life or no? That's what you. Th yeah. That's what we thought. That's why we both took the job. <laughs> that's but right because it's like oh now I get to do this for a living for a life. No, but, but now it's like but what you get to like do for ratings, a living is. Yeah, and it's based on mainstream shit. So yeah. uh, everything you're doing now is super geared towards what does a morning show audience 
care oh, about. So and that's the thing the that sales department even get. want you to do. What does the promotional department want you to do? What stupid uh, live appearances do we have to show up at? Mind so you, the digging, waking up the at digging is not even necessary anymore. And in fact, it's probably a waste of time. Correct. Well, not so, no, so, because so, Rosenberg still had show. his. Rosenberg still had his underground show on the weekends, so that's why it's not 100% eradicated. He still had to stay up, but not as much as like a kid who does nothing but listen to music. And yeah, following the hard part is this by the time you get to the spot where everybody has their eyes on you, right? You're no longer fighting in the gym every day right. like some of them are right. to get there. Right. You're like, I did that for 14 years, whatever. Right. Now I'm here. Now I got to, and, and particularly the morning show is tough because, like, we played your record yesterday on the morning show, um, the Primo one, and people don't understand. We're the only people doing mi- drive time yeah. that will be like, yo, let's randomly play the Russian premiere. That's not happening. No, like, for sure. Like, literally, like, you have great places, um, LA Leakers on Power in LA and different spots and night shows where people will do shit. Literally, no one does what we do. And even what we do is nothing. Yeah, it, no one it. here, like, it's such a small percentage yeah. that, like, so, well, I'll have a random day where, like, I'll reference some shit and Ebro will be like, yo, let's play it. And we'll play X Clan at eight fifteen, <laughs> yeah. and no one's like, "Oh my God, can't believe y'all are pitting an X Clan song while mothers are driving their kids to school." <laughs> yeah. Right. All they hear is, "Yo, every day I turn y'all on, you're talking about bullshit." Right. You know, mainstream things, relationships. But the morning show job, yes, it's the best paying and it's the longest lo- longevity, except for Sife, who was disgraced and fired. Disgraced but, radio personality. But it has that. It has that ability. Yeah. But it's because. You're just playing songs for people going to work and taking their kids to school. Yeah. And talking about, you know, we talked about Friday, all I talked about was Drake and Kanye. What happened last night? Yeah, you got to play the role. You, and you got to play the hits. Yeah. And so the hard part is the last two years I finally dug back in because, frankly, I started listening to a friend of mine whose ear was closer to the ground. Mm. You have to grab someone who's not doing what you're doing. Right. Who can help keep you tapped in. Yeah. Because then I, I added the afternoon sports show, too. So... It's just hard. Yeah. And then and also we had just gotten used to in early in the 2007, 8, 9, 10, it was like, okay, it's blogs. You go on not right, yeah. you go on two dope boys, you yeah. find what's hot, you download it. Right. That shit then it went away. And I was like, it oh, I don't know away, the new yeah. shit. Right. Where do you get the new shit from now? Yeah. And you were deep in it. You got in the SoundCloud game, which I you was, became it. Yeah, I was super I was super deep in the blog era too. I, you know, that's where we found uh Absol and you know, you hear about yeah, all of that stuff. Everybody, <laughs> everyone, every like that's why I remember getting on two dope boys for the first time. It, it, that might as well have been a Times Square billboard. Yeah, back then right. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we stopped the car, we pulled over. You know what I mean? Like that was a huge thing. But yeah, um, yeah, man, it was shit just changed. Was yeah, shit changed. But well, now it's all, and you like, know, it's, you ever read the? You ever heard of the, uh, read or heard of the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. It's all about the reason why Bill Gates and Steve Jobs popped off the way they did is because their age of when the personal computer was invented and they happened to be 15, 16, 17, where if they were 21, 22, they would have already been stuck in their ways. And if they were 11, 12, they wouldn't have cared. So like your age and where you were doing your music was when the technology met up at a perfect moment for you. I always say that about my generation too. We have that really like... 
interesting one foot in, one foot out as far as like, I remember being in high school and no social media because the only thing out was like Facebook. Right. And people aren't just having their phones out. Like I remember going to parties with no one on their phone because there was nothing to do on your phone. Right, you were, you were you the last. I was the yeah. last generation of that because right. then my sister, who's five years younger than she me, was already, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was already over, but... I still remember that, and I still remember, like we said, two dope boys and all that. But I'm also like, okay, I understand SoundCloud, and I understand TikTok. You know what yeah. I mean? How how into TikTok are you? Uh, I'm getting way heavier into it because TikTok is the only app, I think, that you can truly discover new artists on now. It's really As crazy. far as, like, it's for the artists. Because you got to think, right? Instagram and Twitter, the algorithms, the way they are now, when's the last time you found an artist on Instagram? Never. On TikTok, uh, I mean, on, on Twitter or Instagram, it's been years because like it's not even the discovery no it's method who you on there. And who follows you? It's impossible. Yo, did you see the new shit this week though? What? Have you oh. noticed how much shit they're suggesting now? Oh, on, on Instagram, yeah. So Instagram, oh, on some like if you like this post, then yes. So yeah. Instagram's going back to the 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 chronological. chronological? Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, what's the hook? They're not doing this. There's a reason they're doing this. Right. Yeah. Literally the next day when I looked, every when I scroll. The, every sixth thing I see is not someone I follow anymore. That's even worse, though. I don't so, like. I know it's, it's even worse. It's like, wait, so now not only do I not see people's posts that I follow, you're showing me people I don't even follow. Yeah. And no, like, no, and my shit is you, they end up showing me shit. The last shit I want to see, right? They're like, oh, you follow Ebro, want to check out Charlemagne? I'm like, no, right? You're showing me shit I literally don't want to fucking well, see because it's like a similar because it's similar interest. But yeah. see, that's like TikTok thrives because. Your whole the whole timeline is the explore page essentially. Yes, it's crazy. And TikTok's the only thing where an artist with ten likes on their post of them singing in the bedroom ends up on my for you page. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's like I've seen, I found so many artists that have yeah. that on TikTok, and it's just it's a discovery thing. I even for myself, like I got a song uh, called Seduce with Capella Gray out that went. Dummy on TikTok and it, it got a million likes on TikTok. I'm like, dog, do you know what I would have to do to get a million likes on Instagram? Right. I'd have to be naked in a threesome with yeah. like <laughs> name two famous women. So you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. And that probably still wouldn't get a million likes. So it TikTok is if you're an up and coming artist and you're not on TikTok, then you're I found you're this I found your head this white girl. This blonde of course you white do. girl on TikTok. No, no, no. That's, your, like that. that's your whole algorithm. <laughs> His <laughs> whole for you page is like <laughs> that's all it is. 102 that is, pounds. This, this blonde white Damn. girl. She has to be like 19 or something, and she replays hip hop oh, yeah, classics yeah. like with the samples. Like she'll she. Oh, like, I take, know who you're talking about. The, I know. Take, I've she seen has her a little. Too. She's like in her bedroom with the keys, the little keyboard, and she plays yes. New York State of Mind, and she yes. missed the samples. I'm like, this is craziness. Yeah, but see, like. You would never see her if she was only on Instagram. Of course. Why would I even be searching? I'll get arrested if I'm searching for that. Right. <laughs> Young white girls on keyboard. But like, it's a uh, shame sir. that like Instagram does Instagram is no longer not that it ever really was. I think their intention I don't know if their intention ever was to help artists get discovered. TikTok really feels like it's for the creators to get discovered. Yeah. yeah. Chefs, yeah. fitness people, like Whatever, anything, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just like it's it's a crazy. Bro, if, you, discovery if you're into tool. something and you look for it, you'll see some crazy shit. It's yeah, no, nah, I noticed that. Like I said, I noticed that with and my song "Seduce," and I was like, man, if I put up a TikTok to every song I've ever put out, I obviously would have caught more hits than I do now. That's just like. 
common sense at this point, you know? Yeah, that's that's such a... That's, but why would you have ever thought of that previous to well, that? Well, because two, three years ago, Gary Vee was telling me, get on TikTok, and I was yeah. like... I was being old, like, what do I look like? Get on TikTok. I'm not going to do dances because yeah. that's what I thought it was. Right. Bro, it doesn't too. have to be that. No. When I got no. on there, because I put all my comedy stuff on there, and it's doing great. And right. I, I thought it was like, I don't want to dance to the latest. I'm like, once you get on there, you're like, oh, it's not even that. I never even see those dances anymore because <sighs> my neither. algorithm I never has, see a dance. Yeah, it's gone to, like, something else. So I need to, I need to use it more. My problem is... It's not a healthy place for me. Oh no! It's Algorithm hard. wise, I need a whole cleanse. <laughs> yeah, because I've said this many times on the podcast, but I still find it funny, so I'll say it again. When you look up and realize that what TikTok has decided of you is that you only want to see huge tits and fights in arenas, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, is this who I am? I, I need a self check. I need. To, this is yeah. not good. No, TikTok yeah. is. TikTok is mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I like. But I do hear. I, I do need now, to figure Ru- out a way to utilize it. Russ, yeah. do you still mess with uh, Kara, uh, Kara Lewis? Yeah, she's still my booking agent domestically. Okay. So this is how I found out about you. That was my TikTok ver- discovery of you, Kara Lewis. She was Fire. she was my agent for Nina Sky way back in the day. She was Nina Sky's agent, wow. but you know she's, she's also a everyone's legend. agent, right? Of course. She's a legend. And um, and I had a meeting with her, and we were like, "What's your favorite shit right now?" She's like, "She's like, I'm not worried about anything else right now, but Russ. Like, wow. Russ is my so fire. golden child." And I was like, "Who is Russ?" You know what I mean? And she like, "Oh, it's this kid." She started playing me some of your songs. This had to be, I don't know, what year did you start with her? Roughly, you think twenty end of twenty fifteen. September first, twenty fifteen. I remember had to exactly. Be wow. Right, right then, like the beginning. She was like, she's like, this is my baby. He sell, he's mm-hmm. selling. Like she was telling me the the theaters you were starting to sell out, and and I was like, who? I never even heard of this person. And then after that moment, I start seeing you everywhere. But yeah. you gotta, and that's what's crazy. All those shows, those beginning shows, were sold out off of SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You know what I mean? Like, I was walking in my SoundCloud analytics to Kara. Like, that's what I would be sending her. Like, that's who. That's how I knew where to tour. I was like, look, let's just tour these top ten cities. This is where I'm popping at, and that's why everything was selling out. And then, is your family in the music business, or how do you even know this stuff at that age? Um, I just studied this shit so profusely. Like, uh, my best friend Boogus, who we did all this together, he was, he kind of really cultivated this environment that was so serial killer-esque with the industry like because the studio was at his house whenever i would go over there i'd be there for weeks on on end months on end and it would just be breakfast club interviews playing constantly or hot 97 interviews playing on loop like all of them in a playlist and and we would that's all we would do for just studying the shit yeah, so it's like taking every little gem from every little yeah, interview. Yeah, man, like we knew about Peter Schwartz and Kara Lewis because we had seen enough interviews and people dropped those names and right. you know what I mean? So we kind of just knew that and, and then the the thing with me and the analytics, I've always been really fascinated with numbers. Like even in school, math was my favorite subject. I just like that it's finite. You right. know what I mean? I like things that are like there is no like rap is not finite. You can right. think he's the best, I can think he's Math is two plus two is four. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't what you're matter what you about. do. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. So I'm like, I like that. It's like comforting. So uh, I was always fascinated with analytics. So 
you know, it was kind of easy. It's natural for me to look at my analytics and send them to my agent and I study my analytics. It helps you, you know, if you're not looking at your analytics, then you're you're living in La La Land. No, by the way, exactly. Thank you. And Saif and I live in La La Land, and it's not great, to be honest with you. You think if it was La La Land, it would be fun. It's (laughs) it's kind of frustrating and worthless. The analytics, see, I get sad when I look at my analytics. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to, but that's the thing. You have to start looking at them when they're not great, so right. you can transform them into being greater. And yeah. yeah, and you have to just like detach from the expectations of the results. You yeah, know? it's like you can't get like discouraged by it. Even though it's easier said than done, because especially if you put out a podcast episode and it crushes, and then the next one you do doesn't, you're like, I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. You know what by I mean? By the way, and this this gets back into you know everything, and then you're you're looking around at everyone else, and everyone's got something game. going. Yeah. The comparison game, and so this is so this is when I realized you were perfect. So to come on the podcast, <laughs> no, you could have just ended it with your perfect, perfect as a human <laughs> and artist. No, so so I talked to Fraud a few weeks ago. Okay, and I was calling him to uh, praise him for his records on the French album, mm. and tell him how fucking disgusted i was by the flip of it's so hard that hitmaker did Saif, did we talk about this yet uh yeah you, you told me we didn't get into on the it air and i told you off the air uh i'm sorry hitmaker no disrespect it, he, you're a talented dude this flip it i could, gotta hear it i haven't heard it bro I, you know what you're the perfect person to play for i don't want to force you maybe you'll like it so i don't want you to diss some shit that you like but i was like french has french got doja cat and sweetie on a record oh the handstand thing yes what flip is that it's so hard bro big pun i don't even i didn't recognize it that's the problem that's Uh, i see what you mean but it's it's it serves its purpose bro don't hold on you can catch me in the chariot 160. It's it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like he just they softened it up so much and I feel yeah. like it's barely recognizable where I would I would have leaned into it being recognizable. Yeah. That's the but thing maybe we that, love about Go But ahead. see, it's a taste thing. Maybe his taste obviously is like I don't want it to be recognizable. Yeah, I, yeah, well that's the thing. I or I mean really what it is is he's doing replays and his replays aren't um, to me that replay is just not good. Speaking of replays and speaking of Harry Fraud we had to get a replay on the Harry Fraud song. Let's listen. What's your What's the Harry Fraud one again? Top of the World, Jay Elect. Oh, jeez Louise. So here's... Uh, and I was really worried that the replay was going to be trash compared he, to the original. Let's see. This is uh, Russ and Jay Electronica produced by Harry Fraud, yeah. Top of the World. Top two. That music got the Harry Fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rapping over Harry Frog. I'm in a ghost, you can't scare me off. Y'all moving fairly all like Wanda and Cosmo. I bought Gianna a condo. Some rappers ordered some beef for me. Then got caught with a combo. I knew What's the replay? What is it? The whole thing. Minus the drums. What's Wait, the sound? Hold on, hold on. Let me hear it. Let me, let me guess. Hold on. Play Something again. crazy. Start yeah. it over. This ain't Zelda. Models trying to link with me. Ain't nobody pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chomp two. That moosey got the Harry Frog. Yeah, yeah. Rapping over Harry Frog. I'm in a ghost, you can't scare me off. Y'all moving fairly all I want. Is it um is it explosive? Huh? Is it explosive, Dr. Dre? No, 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 no. No, it's like some old seventies some old seventies shit, but Oh, it's not a hip hop sample. No, they were just oh, like see. the sample holders were basically on some we never clear 
sample. It's a hundred. It's just it's a no. Right. Like I don't mind someone who owns a sample to be like, yeah, but we got to take ninety percent. Right. At least let me do it. But it was there's, a hard no. There's some people who's like no. <laughs> so yeah, so say, yeah, so this is it. good to know. So with a hard no, you can still replay it. Yeah, you you, you just have to get the publishing side cleared. So then Wait. you just clear the publishing side, but it's it's not a sample anymore. It's just publishing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Oh, and sometimes you do the re- sometimes the people who say no don't own the publishing. Right. Right. Uh, most of the time. Yeah, most of the right. time because they were doing a lot of shady deals back then. So yeah. So um and so but fraud has a, has good replay people. Yeah. So my thing was like I was so buzzkill because I had already sent it to Jay Alec, and Jay Alec mm-hmm. was already doing it, and I was like. Yo, tracking him down and getting him to get on something. I was right. like, I can't be like, actually, not that one. No, no, right, you can't. Right, Once right. it's out so there, like, we got to make it. work. I was like, we got to figure something out. And it was coming down to the wire, so I told Fraud, I was like, I need this replay back, like ASAP. He got it back, like in a day, like less than a day. And I was like, man, this is not even about to hit the same as the original. It was better than the original, so I was like, whoa, holy! Sometimes I, I, I have a fraud. Yeah. Yeah, I have a fraud record. It took a couple tries, but we finally got to a, a, a replay. That's it. Fucking, he's good. His people are good. Crazy. Yeah, no, good. fraud knows me. So, so I'm talking to fraud the other day, and he was telling me about the little Pete project. We're talking about a bunch of different shit, his surfing and whatever. And he said, "I got to join on the Rust project." And we started talking about you, and he talked about how much he loves you, and like mm. how how great a person you are. And I just said, I was like, yo, man, what is it about Russ? Everyone, like, who knows him loves him. Right. And I was like, and I was like, and him and I have discussed this in interviews to some extent. But I was like, what is it about sometimes the energy he puts off in interviews that we've done where he seems, like, angry? or yes. And yeah. so we started having a conversation about what that is and about, like, sort of your frustration at times with lack of respect for people not appreciating what you're doing. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, Scythe. We got to get Russ on the show because we literally every week yeah. we basically have therapy sessions here about like <laughs> frustration, you know, for different things that you're like, how did someone not think of me? Mm-hmm. You know, and by the way, and I've done a lot of self-reflecting about the artists who I've affected that way, you know, who, you know, uh, I never understood why my love of Kendrick seemed like such a, an, a thing that annoyed other people. Mm. But now I get it more. It's it's yeah, of course they can appreciate that Kendrick's good, but if you hear people talking about someone else in your field enough without ever mentioning you and you yeah. think you're really great also, I see now why that could be dismissive. Dismissive or a, a, a slight. Um yeah. I totally get that. So I guess the first thing I'd ask you is how do you feel you're doing with that stuff now versus say maybe three years ago when it to me it seemed very it, on your sleeve then much more than it is now. Yeah, well I think I think now what I've realized is that the the narrative and my whole kind of thing, what I represent, I guess, is very sort of anti-industry. So I can't then expect the industry to big me up when I am anti-industry. Mm-hmm. You can't walk into, like, McDonald's looking for a job and you're screaming, fuck McDonald's. Yeah. And then wonder why you didn't get the job. So I guess three years ago, though, I was a little bit more confused because – I was with Columbia. I was in the industry. Like, where's all where's all my industry looks at? Where's my war? You know, all this shit. But it's like, at the same time, um, you know, me looking for that approval was also just unnecessary, you know? And it would never end, by the way. No, it would never end. You'd never be like, oh, I got enough. I finally feel right. that I'm as great as I should feel. Right. You're, that would never 
ever happen. Right. Even if you won the Grammy, um, you had the moment. You know what's a good person to think about in that spot, kind of? Like, Logic went underground, underground, underground. First of all, made a record that you would probably never want to make. Like, a very commercial pop radio, the 1-800-whatever yeah. record. Great message, but, like, I, I don't want to listen to that song. Sure. And he got the award shows, and he got everything. And if you were to ask Logic what that ended up amounting to, people just hated on him more, right. kind of got ostracized in hip-hop a bit more, had to feel like he had to retire. Right. Like, what do you really end up getting from it? That's the thing, man. That's the thing. It's like, at the end of the day, it just has to be about self-approval. And, um, you know, I was I was also frustrated because I felt like my accomplishments weren't saying as loudly as other people's accomplishments and other people's accomplishments weren't even like half of what I was doing. Yeah. Right. I was like, I'm the only person ever to produce and mix an entire album and it go platinum. What are y'all talking? Like, what the fuck? If anyone in any other field is the first person to do anything, they, their praises get sung. Mm. I get tossed to the side. Like what I just did isn't the most insane shit ever. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and you, and, and of course though, to your people, it's a huge deal. Like, yeah. you, you have... Did I... Am I wrong in saying that you sold out Staples Center? Say, by myself. Scythe. Did didn't I tell you that the other day? Yeah. Like, that's really... Like, it's really wild, but I also understand the element of the guy who roots for himself publicly isn't going to get the cheers and the, yeah, you got it from everyone else. That's why I said on Chomp 2, it's like, uh, they hate you when you're winning, but root for you when you're losing. It's like... If I would have been quiet and shut up and, you know, never pissed anyone off and just was safe and just the happy to be here, go lucky guy, I don't know if I would have got more industry looks or da 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 but I do know people would have felt more comfortable rooting for me. Mm. Yeah, but you got to understand, looks- if you sell out the Staples Center by yourself, you are yeah. a threat to the entire machine the music industry well that's that's what i was just talking about with someone the other day where it's like my narrative is a direct threat to the industry itself so i'm not surprised the industry doesn't like run around parading russ because it's like okay well if every artist did what i did there is no labels anymore so, bro and right. I, th- I, this is gonna be a very wacky compar- comparison <laughs> don't take don't take it too th- but louis ck was literally becoming the, the guy who can do everything himself and doesn't need Hollywood. And they were like, right. no, 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 no. We're going to shut this down. And, you know, found a way to shut it down, which is. Wow, just, I didn't know you had this theory. Saif. Is that a full on Louis C.K. conspiracy theory? Yeah. <laughs> I oh, didn't it's know real. <laughs> but like, that's the thing that people talk he was about. Making his own. He he said to the he said to FX because they wanted him to make that show. He said, OK, I'll do the show. You can never give me notes on the show, what I turn in is what the show is, and if you say no, I'm 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 out. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, okay, okay. And every little step was closer and closer to him being able to do everything himself. Bro, the machine is not gonna let you make do everything yourself. Eventually, somebody's gonna have th- to get in there. But the funny thing, I guess, that I I. I None of us ever understand other people's neuroses, right? Like, mm-hmm. why you haven't... Even though I have all my own validation issues, I'm not going to understand yours. And then, of course, there are people listening to me going, Rosenberg, you, yeah, same thing, I, yeah. you ha- you're doing everything I want to do. Yeah. yeah. So none of us are ever going to understand each other, but you're a funny right. one because I'm like, 
you got something I've never had. You figured out how to actually make it all connect. You're fucking, you're rich making underground rap for the most part. Like you have your, you have your, you've always had your little dalliances into melodic. This could be a commercial joint. It's part of who you are. Sure. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you know, you're not, you're not fine. You might not be as hardcore in content as Griselda. No, but as far as the rapping goes, yeah, that's closer to the lane that you exist in. Oh yeah, for sure. And I always talk to Gunn about this. He's managed a way to become rich doing exactly what he wanted to do with nothing else. Yeah. And so I guess that's. Uh, of course, it's never going to be enough to just feel good. But like, just from the outside, it is interesting to see you and go, man. If I could figure out how to connect the dots in the broadcasting game, yeah, I I think of you as someone who you did it right. Like, right. I don't see how it could work much better. Like, what's the thing that happens? I don't even know what it would be. Wait, you, well, that's you, why I had to check. I had to check my ego because I felt like my ego is what wants the. Well, yeah, but I want the cover of Rolling Stone. Right. I want the Grammys. I want all the awards. And it's like, you may just not get those because, like I said, and what we're talking about, it's the industry, the very industry that you don't fuck with. Why do you expect them to, yeah. you know, do this? And then it's like, but then I ask myself, what does all that mean anyway? Anyway, but then that's the bigger what part. What does the cover mean? What, what does the award mean? Like, y'all, we y'all were, have, what, we what did Drake taught. say? Y'all keep the awards, I'll keep the rewards or something. It's like. And by yeah. the way, so Drake, we'd say, Sype, Drake is the ultimate example of has gotten everything. Yeah. Right. And Drake feels the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, right. The, the reason Drake and I always have a hot and cold relationship is because I say something and it like rattles. He'll get annoyed and hurt by it or offended yeah. by it. And I, of course, then I'm insensitive and I'm like, why the fuck do you care what I say? But people care what people say. Yeah. Even if you're fucking Drake, even if you're Hove, everyone cares. Well, especially, especially when you have a platform. It's not even why do you. I don't know if Drake cares about what Joe Smith in Nebraska says, but. Someone who's on radio, yeah. who's like number it, one market you know, radio, yeah, like and big in the culture. It's like yeah, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, it's like like I said, the covers and all that shit doesn't mean anything anyway. I don't think that if I was on the cover of Rolling Stone or if I was on the cover of GQ, or if I had a Grammy, now everyone would fuck with me. And now we like right. It's just no. It's and, what and we it, were taught, man. When we come up, when we came up, like. Everything wasn't uh, able to connect the way we are, like through the internet. When we came up, those were the those were the pinnacles. Those were the things we try to get to, but they really don't matter. Maybe they matter. I just back want in people to think I'm the illest rapper out and the best songwriter. That's really it. Well, that, that's and that's that's why I did Chomp too, is because first of all, I love rapping for real, just rapping. Yeah. And I don't think y'all realize. Like, I'm talking to the world. It's like, I don't think y'all realize how much I love this shit and how good I am at it when I want to do that. I just also love songwriting. I love melodies. I love hooks. So I'm blessed that I can do both. But it's like, I've noticed, all right, cool. Y'all really don't take me that serious on the rapping side. And it's because whenever you get a Russ project, it might be 60-40 melody rap. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is. But it's like, all right, cool. That's why I didn't even want to do a five-song project again. It's like, I'm going to give you 14, because after 14, it's undeniable. It's so like, so I, then the question is, you said they don't really, or you don't really, who is that? The industry. That's the, but who, okay. Right, once it, exactly. Let's keep going. Who is that? Because you're sitting right. here with me. 
You sat with and Saif. You sat right. with Ebro two days ago. Right. So like, no, it's, tr- it's true. Like, it's who true. is it? Like, who yeah. doesn't actually fuck with you? And, like, and, and that's when you really start going through the layers. It's like, okay, is it double XL? Is it complex? But I said, fuck double XL and fuck complex. So they're never gonna show love, and why do I need their love anyway? And you already said fuck them. So why? Do why you would they didn't care? If you yeah. cared that much, then you wouldn't right. have said fuck them. Well, because that's when you're, you know. I fucking told y'all and y'all right, didn't right, answer right. my emails and yes, fuck y'all now. Right. That, that whole thing. But then it's like, I want Grammys. It's just all this outside validation bullshit nonsense. And it's not real because like you mentioned earlier, when I meet artists and when I meet people in the industry, it's always love. It's when you sit in the house too long and you get in your own fucking head and you just think everyone fucking hates is it, you. They're, is it comments? You know. Are you reading bad comments? Yeah, you reading com- are you a comment reader? No, I still think I have PTSD from 2018 when I was like public enemy number one and it was like, fuck you. Why, that why shit were you really, public enemy number one? If I, if I don't know the story, what, what, why were you? Um, it started with everyday struggle and the Nadeska thing. They didn't like how my personality was and how I was handling that whole conversation with me and her. And then a couple months after that, at a day and night festival in L.A., I wore a T-shirt that said, <laughs> uh, you know, the Xanax and lean thing. It said, it's a, like, how much... Uh, how lean- much Xan and lean do you have to do before you realize you're a fucking loser? And that went <laughs> crazy. No, I know, by the way, by the way. It's dry humor, and I was talking to white kids. I, like, by the way, I know. So, And they turned that into <laughs> what, like laughing in the face of people who had died from You don't it. understand addiction. That's oh, what it yeah, and That's yeah, crazy. except that you were mocking people who were doing it for the sake of doing it. Like, oh, I'm gonna just if yes. once I take the cup, now I'm official. Yes, I would literally. So it also just says wow. a lot about the culture for for people to have more of a problem with me calling out that than they do have a problem with people promoting the actual, yep. yeah, or the actual act of like. How do use. you have more of a problem with me calling out that shit and calling out the glorification of it? Then you do with people glorifying it. Yeah, bro. That's I was in really a studio. what let me know this culture is this. This is a fucked up. It's time a fucked right up. Now, yeah, anyway. I was in a studio oh, so in did... L.A. once, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say with who, but then the guy, the lean, the lean dealer came through and started mm-hmm. making cups for everybody. I was like, hey guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll see you later. Like, I don't even want to be around this. You know what right. I mean? Was fuck it now. So then. So um, then that 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 brought out a bunch of people who, a bunch of artists who were like, you know, you don't understand addiction and right. fuck you. Did people did people call you? Did you get any calls from people that you knew? Like, were there any actual personal phone calls? No. It was just social media. It was just like, it was rappers, producers, industry people. And was it mostly were the people mostly mad about it? The Lils and the 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 generation of sort of soundcloud rolling well, loud yeah well i mean i it was the ones who do that stuff right, right. that know? was part of what their brand was yeah and it's like and i talked to some of them you know what i mean and and what's funny is a couple of them now now i would never respond to their dm because I, I have nothing to say to them but like they've tried to circle back and apologize because now they're off drugs right and now you know it's like oh how convenient! You don't say. You don't say drugs and, are. They are bad. And I and I don't. I don't want private apologies. You diss me publicly. Oh my apologize god! Publicly. I just said that recently. Um, if you if you got the balls to diss me in public, bro, have the balls to apologize. Not in only that, the said. apology needs to be on, as loud as loud as and the on a, disrespect. Maybe a bigger platform than where you dissed me. Yeah, because yeah. The, the apologies Your next album less. needs to be called "I'm Sorry, Rust." <laughs> bro, 
Yeah, it's like the apology won't won't spread around the same way. Yeah, so of course not. yeah, I hate I hate private apologies, yo. I fucking hate them. No, that's why I'm not even gonna like entertain it, just because it's like, I'm glad that you're off drugs. That's the that's the Jersey in you, Russ. That's the Jersey in you. That's maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. It's so funny though, because you were only in Jersey as a baby, but you do have Jersey energy. Well, because my dad is. That's what I'm saying. In the house was New York and New Jersey. That's it. Okay. And my dad is born and raised in New Jersey till he was 30. My mom yeah. is born and raised. And she was born in Brooklyn, lived in Long Island, like until she was thirty. So it's like in the houses, Italian, yeah. New York, New Jersey. You That's know what I'm you're just you. not what's, from. What's your background? Italian. Yeah, Italian. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, it's stri- you pull it's off racially ambiguous really well. I feel in hip hop. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Do people know what you are really? If they don't, I say like it's funny because at the beginning of my career, uh, like one of the first markets that really. Champion me with Saudi Arabia and the whole Middle East. I, I thought I thought you were Arab. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten like Lebanese, Saudi, uh, yeah. Brazilian. If, yo, that okay. If you get Lebanese, Saudi, Brazilian, you're literally could be anything. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're Italian, sure. Jersey, New York. Yeah. Really, that's what your roots yeah. are. Heard, Sicil- you know, it's the Sicilian in me. Yeah, too. yeah. I heard Russ is going to be playing Aladdin in the in the remake. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. That's yeah. I mean, it's whatever. Man. Um. Man, so, crazy. did you, uh, you you said earlier that you want to be considered the best uh, songwriter and 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 rapper? Yeah. Who are the other? So who did who are the people? That's that- why I have a lot of respect for Drake because I feel like Drake, you have to put him in conversation as one of the best rappers, and you have to put him in conversation as one of the best songwriters. Despite yeah. you know which if what you think the validity of his writing is, which, yeah, whatever. whatever it's not whatever it is, you know he's he writing a nice. lot. Yeah, like Stop. you know he's really good. Yeah. So that's why like. He's the uh, he's the epitome kind of for me and my goal, just because I feel like he is great at both. And I'm really competitive. I'm really ambitious. And I really want to excel at both. I want to have, you know, a massive Who else? diamond song yeah. that's melody. But then also I, I, I want to get to the point where I can out rap Black Thought. Right now, Black Thought's washing me. You know right, what I mean? Right. So you want to do both. You want to continue Hell to grow yeah. as a rapper. Hell yeah. And make it to... So do you think... Would you consider Drake to be at, like, basically the pinnacle of what anyone could dream of doing? I think so. Yeah. If if you're just looking at that from a... Who, yeah, but then who you writes also the most produce, hits right? and also raps really well. You right. also and produce. And I produce. So on the production side, that's the, that's the, like, lane that I'm trying to get into now. When I was... I've been with Sony ATV on the publishing side for, like, a minute. Like, since the record deal. Um, and I never really utilized them. I never really understood their role, and I'm just now like starting to be like, nah, you know what? Let me actually tap into what y'all got going on. Let me start sending beat packs around through y'all, and because this is when I go start. get the number one song, when I go get the number one song that I just produced, then I'm on my Kanye shit. You the, feel or, me? or I was gonna That's say real, more like on the, the, on the real pinnacle shit. is Kanye, to be honest. Yeah, but but see, Pharrell doesn't have the rapping props that I. Want. You know what I'm saying? No, but he so can really, really it's like rap. Kanye's though. really like the. He can rap. He not can like really you. Rap. Not not in the category of rapper. Rapper. I, yeah, I'm saying rapper. I'm not. Pharrell's a legend. Pharrell's great. I'm saying like like a Kanye really is honestly the pinnacle because it's like Kanye has hits. Kanye can rap his ass off, and Kanye will give your favorite artist their hit. That is that what, is true. What hits although does Kanye although give although Kanye Kanye, I'm sorry. I was gonna say Kanye Syph. Not I would say Kanye, not the songwriter. Drake is. I agree with that. Because yeah. we know that Kanye's getting 
Whereas Drake, it's like speculated. Right. Every it's funny because Kanye doesn't get as hard a time about. It. I guess because maybe he's more he open was more about open it. Open about it. Yeah. But like everyone knows, Kanye's gotten help on a ton of shit. For sure. No, that's what I mean. B- between those two, Kanye and Drake are my goats. Now, Sife, I mean? Sife, did you watch the uh, Kanye Drake? No, I didn't watch it. I didn't even know it was watchable. I didn't know it was watchable either. Really? I didn't know. So neither of you saw it. What was it on? It was on Amazon Prime. Oh, no, I didn't know about it. Because all my group chat, I have like a versus group chat with a lot of my friends and like all the verses they start, you know, we all watch verses and and comment on it. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden my group chat was going off and I was like, am I missing a versus? And then I saw and it was like they're watching uh, Drake and Kanye and I didn't even know it was watchable. It was watchable. Where was it? It was fucking... It was fucking weird. It was at the Coliseum in L.A. All the clips I saw, and yeah, I was like, what is happening? It was, I I find, I think it got like a surprisingly good critical response. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was fucking weird and felt exactly like their whole makeup has felt, like very forced. Interesting. Quite literally. Like, uh, so, so basically, I'll just break it down for you in one minute. Here's what happened. It was dark, it was smoky, um, and I was told by people there they didn't have the big screens on either. So you're just looking at a big smoky oh. stage in the middle of the Memorial LA Memorial Coliseum, which holds like 90,000, right? So Whoa, what? It's, what Coliseum? So it's the it, LA, it's USC, LA oh, Coliseum. Shit. and they sold it out? I don't of know if they sold they, it out. I don't think I don't so, I saw a lot out. of empty seats. Yeah, I don't think they sold it out. Oh, but the tickets were out. fucking dumb expensive, too. So I thought it was a free show. No, no, no. no, no, no. Free Larry free Hoover. Larry Hoover. <laughs> I know, but I thought it was a free... No, 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 you didn't. Because people thought it was a free yeah. Larry Hoover show. No no, 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 no. It was a free Larry Hoover show. You, you're putting a uh, comma in the wrong place, Russ. Uh, you're putting the, the emphasis on the no, wrong but I syllable. it was free Larry Hoover, but I also thought it was a free... No, a lot of people thought that. So it wasn't. And there were still a shitload of people there. Don't get it twisted. A lot of people. They start out with like a, a, a someone from the, you know, the um, a Larry Hoover's family spoke, and then the the Kanye choir comes on and did like twenty five minutes, and then Kanye and Drake both entered together. Mm-hmm. Fire. They entered together. I saw this, but, but then, then Kanye does a set. He goes up the hill, and, and Drake kind of like made a left, right? <laughs> and Drake goes off to the side. <laughs> okay. Kanye performs, and Drake's on the side. Not on the stage. Kanye performs a bunch of old shit. People are really happy. He's playing, you know, I Wonder and fucking Can't Tell Me Nothing and all the shit. He performs Find Your Love. Drake finds your love. Okay. That's hard. He, and, made, he made the beat for that. Right. Kanye and supposedly Drake. Find, okay. Yep. Kanye performed Find Your Love. Okay. Drake was supposedly hitting the hey, hey, hey on the side. That's hard. So they did that. Then on Can't Tell Me Nothing, Drake comes out and just kind of like hype, man. hype mans him. Doesn't really t- talk, but hype mans him. Kanye leaves. Drake opens with a Kanye song from Donda. He does 24 from Donda. Okay. Then he goes into all his shit, which, by the way, a lot of it, he had, they had vocals playing on so many of the songs, like aggressively playing. Like, you know, one of those things where you're like, I'm waiting to hear you. It was right. weird. That was all the new shit, though. So they did like four or five joints off Certified Lover Boy. They did Laugh Now, Cry Later. He did a couple other things. Kanye comes back and does a couple songs. And then Kanye does his verse from Forever. 
and Drake ad libs like the end of forever with him. And that's it. So that was the whole show. Yeah. It was like four, you know, 45 to an hour of Kanye by himself. Drake comes out, does 25. They're together for a minute or two and it's over. But Syfe, the, wait, the, so Drake didn't do his old hits. Drake didn't do like best I ever had. Is. No, he did. A, he did. He did a bunch from Certified Lover Boy and a few various, but it was mostly new shit. Interesting. And Kanye dug deep into the and Kanye did made it like a con, like his yeah yeah a real set. But I just thought it was weird because like they almost did some shit together, mm-hmm. right? And it feels like they came up like just short of it really being that. And this is my favorite part, Syfe. This is like. Drake to me is always one of the things I say about him that makes him smart and I also can be critical of him for is that he never all the way steps in on like issues. He kind of like stays mm-hmm. right. smartly. All the merch said free Larry Hoover. Mm-hmm. His said free the man. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Though. It was awesome. Drake's just said free to man them on the back. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, which I just found it amusing. Um, and then the fact that they sold denim jeans for $400 that said free Larry Hoover on the leg was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Whoa. And what's the... What's the why is all level. this free Larry Hoover stuff happening now? I think it's because it's, it's an issue for Jay Prince, and Jay Prince yeah, but, decided that's what it was going to be. Oh, that makes sense. But what, but, yeah, it makes sense that what Jay Prince decides is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is what we're doing. Yeah, and I'd do it too. But Peter, do you want to be involved with the Larry Hoover thing? I'm like, yeah, I'm not really. Jay Prince, like, I think I should be there. Yeah, I'll absolutely host it. But is he, like, has no chance of being free and they're trying to free him? Or, like, why is this coming up recently? They've been, I guess, doing it for a while. I don't think he isn't, has. Isn't his kid in, uh, no, not his kid. Not something else. Never mind. I know what you were thinking about the TV show. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Isn't, yeah it's hard to keep track. There's yeah, a lot of, so lot of old on. school stories. Um. But what I was told was, or not what I was told, what I read in an article yesterday by Craig Jenkins, who's smarter than me, he mm. wrote about it and said, basically, no one really thinks he's gonna, Larry Hoover's going to get pardoned. Um, tr- it's Trump, you would have thought during well, his what, pardoning of famous black people, yeah. that would have been uh, the moment. But that's what they were saying, why Kanye was so uh, going hard for Trump, so that Larry Hoover could get a pardon. I heard that theory. By the way, did you hear the other Kanye shit yesterday related to Trump? What? It was it's so deep I can't even. Do you read it at all? It was crazy that Kanye's Kanye's publicist went to Atlanta to personally like pressure and threaten a worker at one of the polling sites to get them to say that they were illegally like casting votes for Joe Biden. Holy shit. What? Like Kanye Kanye's that's, that's like scandal. Yeah. Oh no, Kanye's this close. Kanye's this close Where's to, Olivia Pope to being in some scandal. That's crazy. This it's literally crazy. the show scandal. No, that's scandal. That's I'm pretty sure that was like episode five. Where are we at? By the way, Where are we at, Peter? What? Are we still on one app? Or you mean Patreon? Should we should we make this left? Oh, why did that's what Billy June told you to do? No, I'm just wondering if we should just yo fuck off, Billy June. I, it we wasn't got Russ Billy here. We're June. doing whatever we want. Let's take let's um, take Russ over to our Patreon. Okay, Russ, do you want to come with us to Patreon? What does that mean? It means we keep talking on do a podcast, but it's for people who pay for it. Oh, okay. Listen, we gotta make it's a, for we're our hardcore couple dollars, Russ. Can you help us out? Yeah, we've we've we started a Patreon. Can you throw um, us a couple dollars, Russ? Jesus Christ! Yeah, Russ, sign up for the Patreon. It's seven fifty a month. Okay, seven <laughs> fifty. What yeah. do I get for seven fifty? Whoa! You I'm get, happy you asked. You get bonus. Co- you get an exclusive yeah. Russ interview right now. 
Yeah, do you want to hear an interview with yourself? An extended interview with Russ? Now, we mentioned, we just mentioned Pharrell, Pharrell rapping. So if you remember, my favorite Pharrell rapping is right. Saying things like that. Yes, sir. Choose the sword. I never heard this. And you will join You ever heard this? No. I don't know. Hey, we'll see you on Patreon, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 